Hey, welcome to this episode of Tommy G Talks. In this episode, I share with you the audio from a live stage presentation that I did at an event called the Best You Expo earlier this year. Um, By the way, I uh, want to share this one with you because it's a juicy topic. It's all about transformation. I prepared about five or six minutes of content in this presentation. I played it a bit more of a dangerous game with this one and I opened it right up to Q&A, question and answer, which I feel always shows uh, for great um, contrast in what I talk about. Also, I feel like people just talk at people at these events, and I wanted to really engage with my audience. So, truth about transformation, this is the audio taken. It's about 30 minutes long. By the way, I do say at the start that I spoke at this event in 2007. That is not true. I meant to say 2017. We all make mistakes, and there's no point in me editing that out because uh, it's you know it's a simple fact of the matter is we all make mistakes. I want you guys to know that even I make mistakes on stage in front of hundreds of people. So, Here is the audio. As always, screenshot your phone when you're listening to Tommy G Talks and mention it in your Instagram stories, at Tommy Gentleman. Would love to know what you think. So get stuck in. And by the way, if you like events, don't forget my own event, the Super Self Summit, is coming in June 2019. We've got an all-star lineup of guests, Dr. Hazel Wallace, Ben Coomber, Jordan Wiley, James Harrison, Robin Lee. The list goes on www.superselfsummit.com for more information. Until then... Here's the episode. Welcome to Tommy G Talks. Everything is beautiful. Even if it doesn't show on the TV and the radio. Everything is beautiful. If you ever let it get to you, deeper into the truth. Right, so let's get down to it. Transformation. I was here in 2007 talking about transformation, lasers. Who's seen Austin Powers? I put this up and the first comment I had was, lasers. I'm not joking, that was the first thing someone said. 2007, transformation for me was all about fitness. That was where I was at. I own a gym. I've been in the fitness industry since 2007. It's been my birth into helping people. I was talking about, as you can see at the back here, body fat percentage, how your clothes feel and fit. Using photos and judging how you feel as great ways to measure your transformational journey. Now, I thought that that was kind of cutting edge at the time, and I was thinking ahead of the game, but actually, it evolved into something really different a year later in 2008 when I stood here, and I talked a little bit more about transformation and what it meant to me and how I could help people with it. And I was talking about some of the more mindset-specific things, like your habits and the things that trigger you, and emotional eating, and stuff like that. And you know what? That all is really important, and it does absolutely help. But in the last year, I've been on a little bit more of a journey to understand what transformation really is. And so today, I'm going to share with you you like the up-to-date version of where I'm at right now, and then I'm going to ask you guys what questions you've got. And I've got longer hair, yeah, I've got a man bun now, which is actually part of the discovery. So the, the evolution of Tommy, uh, he can lift his arms higher and his hair is longer. Yeah, good. Well, well observed. So this is uh, now, 2019. Don't worry, this is not you. Although it might seem like it. <laughs> How did he do that? This was yesterday. So this is today. We're talking about transformation. I'm going to help you out the best I possibly can. In order to transform, you have to be able to change. Hands up if you agree. 
I mean, it's the definition of transformation, right? And in order to change, you've got to take a little bit of Einstein's advice. He said the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. We've got people like, same thing, expecting. Like, you know it. You know it. Yeah. So you've got to be able to change stuff. And that stuff I used to think was like your food and it was your exercise regime. And yes, that's still important. However, some of the things that you need to change are actually more, mean, maybe deeper than that, like the environment that you work in, the type of people that you hang out with, the thoughts that you have on a daily basis, the way that you deal with your emotions. And these things are all important for transformation. So we can keep chipping away at the surface, but we've got to be able to get in there. We've got to be able to look underneath at the iceberg that's underneath our mind, this big part of who we are. The part that might hold us back from doing those things that are a bit scary. The part that might hold us back from fully wanting to be that guy or that girl. The fear of what other people might think if we're to be that person. Right? Nod your head if you understand, if you agree. How many of you have had a conversation with a friend and they've been like, what's that? What are you doing? Like, how many people in here are like, you're at the best what? You're, what are you doing? Hugging trees. Yeah, I know, it's like, you know. So in order to achieve change, the key ingredient is confidence. My personal philosophy on confidence is that confidence lights us up. Confidence allows us to radiate. It shines a light on our most unique, special talents. It makes us smile more which can connect with more people. We can do the things that are a bit scary because we know we can. And so confidence is the thing. I've been looking into this a lot in the last six months. And you know what shocked me? Everyone's battling with confidence. Everyone. Everyone. Because it's the world around us that weathers our confidence. We get knocked. And when we get knocked, our confidence is something that drops. When we have a negative experience, it's our confidence that suffers. When our friend says that little comment that we took too seriously, what do you mean by that, you know? What does she mean when she said that about what I was wearing? Our confidence suffers. And when our confidence suffers, we hold ourselves back, we play it safe, and we're unable to achieve transformation without a little bit of resistance or a lot of resistance. Are you with me? So how useful would it be today if I shared with you a little bit about confidence so that you can understand it a little bit better and that when you left this box, you'll be able to feel a little bit more confident or at least know in your mind how you could do that. Raise your hand if that would be useful for you. Sweet. This is the way that I explain confidence. This is the TG Confidence Triangle. Trademark. Copyright. 2019. Best U Expo. Here's the proof on the film. You've seen it here first. And uh, the reason for that is because it isn't trademarked, it's not copyrighted, because I don't really mind if you share it with anyone, because the better, uh, the, more share, the more people you share it with, the better, because there's more people knowing what confidence is, and therefore, that's a good thing. So, at the top of the triangle, we have your opinion. This is your opinion of anything. Your opinion of yourself, most importantly. How you look, in your own opinion. How you sound, in your own opinion. How you come across on that video, in your own opinion. How you look in that photograph, 
Say it. In your own opinion. At the start of our talk, I got you all to stand up. You did that, but when I said that bit, you didn't do it. So have we fallen out or what? My opinion is, I don't think so. So let's try again. It's what? Your opinion. I'm testing you because it's not, my, it's not your, it's your opinion. It's my, it's my opinion. But to, yeah. In the middle, we've got your words, your work, and your why. Your words, the things that you say, the things that you type. Your work, what you do, and your why, the reasons why you do it. Ultimately, what I'm saying here, ladies and gents, is that nobody can ever, ever have more power over you than yourself in terms of an opinion. And here's how it works. In the bottom right, we have the negative opinions of others. You can't do that. Just raise your hand if someone's ever said that to you. You can't do that. What we're going to do, guys, we're going to do, raise your hand if that was you. So hold your hand up. If it's not you, your hands are down. When I say the next thing, your hand goes up. If your hand's already up, your hand goes down, right? So we're just going to be, so you can't do that. Hands up if it was you. Cool. Who do you think you are? If it was you, put your hand up. If it was you and you had your hand up, put your hand down. Just keep moving. That's not good enough. That's bad. That's rubbish. You're rubbish. You sound stupid. You sound crazy. You look fat. That doesn't suit you. That's not you, right? All these things. Now, it might not be direct, and I'm being a bit brutal because I have to say the truth. There's no point beating around the bush. Um, you can be direct or it can be indirect. It can be uh, like a sort of comment that sort of meant something but didn't, and you're trying to take and you're trying to figure it out. Like I had this recently when I had a one-star review on my podcast. And I was like, who the fuck is giving me a one-star review? You and I'm searching through this thing and I'm looking for the one-star review and I'm like, who is this person? I'm gonna find you and I'm gonna, and then I was like, Do you know what, man? Let it go, let it go because they don't know me. It wasn't for them anyway or they've got some kind of way of benefiting from having a one-star review on my thing. Right? So it doesn't actually matter. That's a negative opinion, you could say, right? So that doesn't matter. But equally, in that moment, I realized that neither do the positive. And this is something that isn't as obvious because we can all relate to the fact that negative opinions don't serve us. But what about the positive? I went through life. The last six months, I've managed to figure this out. But before that, I was striving on positive opinions. That was like my, my oxygen to move forwards. I needed someone to tell me it was good. I needed someone to tell me that they approve. I needed someone to give me a pat on the back. I needed all the seats sat in, you know. It was all about the numbers. It was all about how many and all that. And actually, that's a pretty bad place to be because you're never really fully expressing yourself. And when we express ourselves, that's when we show our true confidence. Confidence means to confide in oneself. Look at the word, confide, confidence. And to confide in oneself, one has, I love using one, one has to. To confide in oneself, one has to trust oneself. So to trust yourself, 
You need to know that it doesn't matter. You don't need anyone's approval as long as it's your truth. If it's your truth, you just do it. Now, social media is a fascinating world, isn't it? And I was struggling to get followers, and not that it mattered, but it kind of did, because you're trying to build a thing. And when you've got a personal brand, hands up if you've got a personal brand, yeah, then it blurs the edges a bit, because yes, numbers don't matter, but when you're in a personal brand, it kind of does, because it's a, a metric for your success and your growth. And I have this thing inside of me that I believed in, that I was scared to share with the world, and it was actually poetry. I could come up with a, a poem, but not just a poem, a sonnet. Ten syllables, 14 lines. And I could do it in like five minutes. And I was like, man, that's really weird. Hello, how are you? Good to see you. Have a seat. I'm good. So I was like, right, I want to share this with the world, but didn't know how. And I thought, my mates are going to laugh at me. They're going to be like, who do you think you are? Shakespeare. And I'm like, okay. Um, my market might not understand. They used to see me doing fitness stuff, which, to be honest with you, was just a protective barrier to what I'm really passionate about, which is lighting people up, fulfilling their potential, and allowing them to feel confident, helping them to feel confident. And sometimes you've got to take a bit of your own medicine, right? So I released this video, and it just went boom. And it was getting shared, and it was getting shared by people in foreign countries that are English teachers. Because they were like, listen to this guy's phonetics. Look at how he makes the words sound like this. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. So now I have a real strong following of English teachers from Russia, India, Pakistan, which is cool. But then they shared it with their students. Which then, and it was like, whoa. And my point is that when it is your truth, it works anyway. It's amazing. It actually makes you feel really good. And it helps other people too. That's why your truth, your opinion, has to always overweigh any negative or positive opinions over anyone. If there's one thing I can teach you today, it's that. That is all I have in terms of a specific lesson for you. The rest we're going to open up and see what happens. All right, we've got a roaming mic, Jenna. Everybody give Jenna a wave. Hi, Jenna. Jenna's going to come around. We're going to ask you guys now, how can I help you? So you're going to ask questions. I'm going to answer them to the best of my ability. One of the reasons why I do this as well is because not only do I want to make sure I'm hitting the nail on the head for you, it gives you a chance to get more bang for your buck rather than me just talking at you, but also it always unearths interesting topics. So who would like to go first? Raise your hand. We'll get a mic to you. Who would like to go first? Confidence is the, is the key, so whoever's confident enough to do so. Thank you very much. Round of applause, please. What's your name? Helen. 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 Helen, round of applause for Helen. Helen, be kind, please. Hello, pl yeah, please be kind. <laughs> How can I help? Tom, first, um, okay, I've uh, branched out to become a coach. Good. Um, so I had a brain injury about 15 years ago. Um, yes. I was a marketing director, had loads of confidence. After my brain injury, had to kind of start right from the ground and work my way back up again. So now what I do is I help people back into work, transformation after they've gone through a massive life-changing experience. Okay. But the feedback I've been getting yes. is that I still need to, even though I help people with their confidence, I still am probably not projecting it enough myself okay. in terms of role modeling. Sure. And there's something around how do you, with the sort of the limiting beliefs, how do you switch the self-critic on, self-critic off, in order to serve others in a really authentic way? What a great question. So does that make sense? Yeah, thank you yeah. for that. Okay. Um, yeah, round of applause, Jenna. Can you grab the mic, please? So that's great. So the way I can help with that, Helen, specifically, um, is talk a little bit about how your ego works, right? So um, for those of you out there, just show of hands so we know it's on point. 
Have you ever stopped yourself from doing something because essentially you felt like you're not ready? Essentially you felt like you're not good enough yet, yeah? Cool. So um, when that happens, our ego kicks in because the sole purpose of our ego is to protect us. It wants us to survive. It doesn't know the difference between putting something out there and not feeling ready or a lion walking into the room. Both seem equally as threatening and therefore ego jumps in and says, don't do that, whatever you do, it's dangerous. And so to be able to overcome that natural survival instinct, it's really hard. That's why you need as much energy around you as possible because that will then override it. You've got to have supporters and cheerleaders, stakeholders in you and what you do. Three or four people that have your back no matter what happens. That even if you don't get it right, and I've got it wrong. I've done webinars and, and, and thought afterwards I was like, that was wrong. I shouldn't have talked about that. That was insensitive. I was talking about anxiety. And I probably went too far in and people weren't ready for it. Insensitive. But people around me were like, yeah, you're probably right. Not, not no, it was, it was really good. Or, no, do it again. You know, it was like, yeah, you're probably right. So they understand. So you need those people in your life. I like to think of it like an, a military perspective, which I'm not uh, ex-military, but it kind of makes sense. You put yourself in your room, like the, the strategy room, and you have the people in the strategy room. They're only the ones that need to know, right? And you're like, I'm going to do this thing. You tell them everything. You tell them the risk. You tell them what might happen, what might work, what, what, what might not work, your concerns. And so they know it. You've shared that then. Then you go and do it. You do it, because that's the only way you achieve change. And even if it doesn't work, then you pivot. The worst thing you can ever do is shut off. I got told, what my coach told me was let go and take action. Yeah. Let go and take action. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have got to get on and do it. And you know what? I call that the hands part of my three-part equation. You've got the head, which is the idea. Then you've got the heart, which is the truth. You believe in it. It's, it's your passion. Don't half-heart things. You wholeheartedly do things. And then the hands are the thing that get it done. And when we connect the head, the heart, and the hands, we get a little shield around us. And that little shield is that little bit of greatness that we've all got inside of us, that our creativity at a higher level that protects us from any of the human stuff, which is the, you can't do it. That wasn't very good. I didn't like it. Who do you think you are? Right? And it happens all the time. We're all a work in progress. I thought I had my shit together, and then as we packed up to leave, one of my best friends said to me, hey, um, oh, have a great time. By the way, when I was uh, with my friends at the weekend, they were talking about you, and they said that they don't like what you do. But anyway, have a nice time. And I was like, how do I take that? And I'm like, there's a reason that's being said to me now. It's because I'm going to tell you about it. I could have been like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I need to stop doing it because people don't like it. But actually, I thought to myself, and those of you that were here yesterday, they said, um, yeah, I don't like, actually, I think it was, I hate his videos. Hate. That's a strong emotion. I hate his videos. I'm like, yeah, you know what's coming. But you still watched it. <laughs> so actually, they don't hate my video. Their ego hates my video. You see how it works for all of us? They're pushing me away because they're like, you're going to make me think about my feelings, and I don't like that, so you can be shit, and you, I hate you. Right? I had a guy speak to me, looking me in the eyes, three days ago about his suicidal son. It was me who he came to talk to. He didn't know why. He lives near me. And I tell you a story. Three years before that, he sat next to me at an event and he went, yeah, I watch your videos. 
yeah, not really my thing. I probably won't watch them again. And I was like, well, thanks for that. Yeah, cheers. Uh, I think your stuff you do is rubbish too. You know, what, what is it you do again? Yeah, that's rubbish. But actually, three years later, he's there, and I'm the person he comes to. I haven't done much with him. I haven't worked with him. He's not a client. He's just continually been in my social circle, social media. And that's what happens. People push you away first. They push you away first because they're like, in, in their subconscious, they're like, no, stay away from that guy. I've had two-day events where I've had a little bit of a connection with someone, and the next day they've been like, hi, Tommy. And I'm like, whoa, 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 where are you going? Come back here. Give me a hug. And they're like, and it's because somewhere inside of them, they feel a little bit vulnerable at the fact that I know too much. That could be happening to you guys. Even if you're not in that line of work, your friends, if you're putting out a positive message, even if you're saying like, hey, guys, have a wonderful day today, and someone's having a bad day, and they're like, who do you think you are telling me to have a wonderful day? I'm going to continue being bad and grumpy and angry and everything. And then all of a sudden, they feel a little bit disconnected from you because you tried to tell them to have a good day, right? But then three days later, they're like, hey, um, I just want to say, uh, you know the other day when you put on Facebook to have a good day, well, it really hit me and it really connected with me and I'm really thankful, thanks. And you're like, yes. So it's a good sign if someone says something, you know, it's a good sign. As long as it's true, as long as you're connecting the head, the heart and the hands, you're on to a winner. That's my opinion there. Thanks, great question. Who else has a question? We see what happens. You ask a question, we get some useful stuff, hopefully. My man, what was your name? Andrew. Round of applause for Andrew, please. How can uh, I help? Hey, um, so if you were to say one thing succinctly that is uh, something practical you could do to boost your confidence, yeah. what would you suggest? Like one practical strategy? One practical strategy, yeah. Okay, one practical strategy is being able to ask yourself a question that sets you up for a positive outcome. So whether it's, uh, give me an example of what it would be that you, that you might not have confidence in. So when I'm dealing with a board at work, I'm yeah. not as confident when, say, presenting or doing stuff like that. Okay. So how would I overcome that when I'm dealing with authority figures at work and stuff like that? Yeah, sure. Great question. So when we're dealing with people who we consider to be above us, we have to understand that they're just human beings like us. It doesn't matter how much money they earn. It doesn't matter what they wear. It doesn't matter who they know. They're still made of the same stuff that you and I are made of. So they, they have the same spectrum of emotions. They cry, they feel angry, they feel sad, they feel inferior, right? So when you know that, you kind of think, actually, if I'm the same here, then it's a matter of using my own unique mind and creativity to be able to create a more positive outcome. Now, a practical strategy would be ask yourself a question based on your outcome. How can I get my point across as clearly as possible today? Recite that in your head before you go in. How can I get my point across, across as clearly as possible today? How can I get my point across as clearly as possible today? Because that will help you understand what the outcome looks like, and then you can avoid the anxiety. Because when it comes to anxiety, all anxiety is is the fear of what hasn't happened yet in terms of how bad it could go. We don't feel anxious about things that have happened already because we know what happened. We might feel anxious about the prospect of doing it again, and that's okay. But once we understand what the outcome is, we can hook on that instead of being in the unknown. And when you're in the unknown, they will, like, if they're that sort of person, they will try and belittle you. They will try and power you, right? 
which is why you have to understand everything's the same and then understand what your outcome is and challenge yourself to think linearly towards that. Yeah, like have a game plan when you go into that meeting. Yeah? Be as specific as you can and ask yourself the question again and again. How can I get my point across clearly today? Yeah? Is that helpful? Cool. Let me know how it goes. Send me a message. Good. Round of applause for Andrew. Thank you. All right, let's do a couple more. Who wants to ask a question? We have one here and then two here. Great. What was your name? Sam. Sam, round of applause for Sam. Bring the energy. Hi, Sam. Hi. Um, so I lost my job this week. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> um, so Woo! I'm obviously a bit of a, how in that situation can I not let it affect my confidence? Because obviously I have to go out and find a new job now. Um, yep. And how on earth to tackle that? Because I'm obviously trying to appreciate that it was predominantly out of my control that it happened. So I'm trying not to dwell on the past. However, it's naturally going to influence where I go next. So any advice you might have. Great. So when anything happens that we, thanks for your question, by the way, when anything happens that we uh, didn't expect or that blindsides us or shocks us, whether it's losing your job, whether it's um, somebody passing away, whether it's a breakup, something that is a, a, a milestone that's considered to be a negative, painful milestone, right? Inconvenient, stressful, whatever it is. The interesting thing about confidence is that we can often find the real powerful confidence when we look into the heart of the problem, yeah? So one, when you're able to see this as the biggest opportunity that you've ever had, you can be grateful for the fact that you don't work there anymore because it wasn't going to work out anyway, and that's helped you because now you have a world of possibilities. As soon as you let go of any of the like, failure aspect and turn that into feedback, that's when you can be practical, but also tap into that higher energy. Now, I like to do things like mindset and energy. It's like the two things, right? So from a mind perspective, understand that that was like not going to work anyway. You didn't fail. Take the feedback. If there's something that they said, you know what, it's just because of this, because of that, take it on board. Have the courage to listen and ask, because then you can use that to factor in whether you need to do that or not. And then on a higher level, know that this is the biggest opportunity you've had to find something that you really, really, really enjoy. Yeah? Likewise with anything that happens, I mean, it's kind of the narrative in, in my book. It's, it's about transforming challenge into confidence. Happens. Things happen to us. They happen around us. They happen within our mind. They happen to the people in our lives. We cannot protect ourselves or each other from anything painful ever happening. I cannot even protect my own son, and he's two, and I want him to be safe, and I want him to survive, and I want him to have a great life. I can't do that, because I'm me, he's him. It's impossible to do that. I can try and guide him the best I can. I can give him everything I can from a, a, a dad's perspective, but there's going to be something for him, and I know that. I've got to be able to accept that. Okay, you two, and then we'll conclude, because we are running out of time. What was your name? Hi, I'm Tamsin. Tamsin, and also... Round of applause for the question as well. So double round of applause. Tamsin and Sam, thank you. So Tamsin, what's the question? I've recently had a weight loss transformation where I've gone down about 20 kilos. Congratulations. But I feel what's less confident. What's the butt for? I feel less confident at Wait times. Wait a minute. Can we just give Tamsin a round of applause for the success that she's had? <laughs> Always feel a little bit shaky when someone tells me they've done something good and then say but. Because whatever you say next is going to delete what you did. How do you feel more confident and more linked to the newer self 
than the old one to make sure I don't go back to where I came from? Yeah, great question. When we go through that change, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of energy and time and dedication. So congratulations. And you've got to be proud of your success. Now, I think that the answer, and I think that maybe there's not enough people cheering you on. And some of the people um, in our lives who know us as the old us, they want to keep us as the old us. And that's because they understand the old us, and it's safe for them. And that's okay. Now, the interesting part about that is that that person might genuinely love us. So they might not be like a baddie. Get them out of your life. Never speak to them again. Delete them on social media. They're toxic. Well, what if it's your mom or your, your sister or your brother or your best friend? In those situations, we can only ever change ourselves. So being able to translate how you feel and helping them understand is a really useful tool. So when one of your friends or whoever it is in your life says, hey, should we get a takeaway and drink loads of drinks and all that? And you're like, I don't really want to do that today. Help them understand. Because if they do love you and they do support you, they're going to get behind you anyway as soon as they do understand. And you're the only one that can help that happen. Because they're confused. They don't know. And they're not here at the Best You Expo speaking to me. You are. So first of all, be proud of what you've achieved. I think that's amazing. And then second of all, make sure you've got your little control center, your, your people, and that they know why, and they understand it, and that they're behind you, because it will make it a whole lot easier. Is that helpful? Good. Round of applause for Tamsin, please. Thank you. One more. Yes. What was your name? Uh, Shana. Charlotte. Round of applause for Sh Charlotte. Shana. Shana. Round of applause for Shana, please. Let's go. Uh, so how do you prevent confidence and self-belief falling into cockiness and just delusion? Oh, wow. Great question. How can we prevent confidence and self-belief, I like that, um, from becoming delusion and cockiness? Yeah, cool. Um, it's about the truth. Now, we've all got personality traits and we've got personality types, yeah? Is that a pigeon? You know, it's supposed to be good luck, so bring it. <laughs> um, right, back to the question. I think um, if it's in your personality, then you kind of know when you're doing it. If it's not in your personality, then you kind of know when you're doing it. You know yourself better than anybody else, so um, if you feel like you're being a bit arrogant, you feel like you're being cocky, then you'll probably feel that if it's in your personality. If it's not, then first of all, I'm judging by like, talking to you now, it's not in your personality, then I think the fear of being that is irrelevant, okay? because you'll know anyway, because it will just feel weird. It won't feel authentic. You've got to understand that. Like, you'll, you'll understand when, when it's confidence, it feels good. Because confidence is to confide and trust in oneself. So you'll know it, because you know yourself better than anyone else. We've got to be able to say, if anyone says to us, you're arrogant, you're cocky, you might not be. You might not be. They just might not understand you yet, okay? But you'll know. If you feel like it's not you, you'll know. I know it sounds like a bit of a woo answer, but I think, you know, it's a great point. Um, we've got to be careful what we say out loud. Here's a practical part, right? I always have to put a practical part in there. We have to be careful what we say out loud. The worst thing for you to do ever is say something before you've actually done it. Hey, watch this space, world. I'm going to be this person. I'm going to do this. You don't know what's coming. Stay tuned. I'm finally going to do this. Everyone's like, yay, well done. You can do it. But you haven't done anything yet. So always act first 
hit that place where you want to go, and then celebrate it, which is why, Tamsin, you need to celebrate your success. I've been doing this for years. I do secret videos. I do secret videos on my own where I go, hey, by the way, in three years' time, roughly, I'm going to do this thing. And then I release those secret videos in three years' time, and people are like, whoa! There's a video of me in 2012, and I'm looking all sort of saggy and depressed, and I'm like, one day, I want to use all this journey that I'm going through to help other people as a life coach and a business coach. Fast forward seven years, that's what I do every day. So I think we know, and we have to be able to keep other people's opinions out and stay true to ourselves. And I think I've given you a few things there that hopefully will work. Um, yeah, does that help you? Good. Round of applause, please. Thank you very much. Shana. Shana. Deeper into the truth. Hey, thanks for listening. As always, please make sure you do tag me in your Instagram stories at Tommy Gentleman and check out www.superselfsummit.com for your next personal development and health development event live in Winchester. I would love to see you there.